Alhamdulillahi wahda Assalatu wassalam ala man la nabiyya ba'da Amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has bestowed a tremendous gift upon us and that he has allowed us to live to see another Ramadan. Allah Jalla wa'ala, he has gifted us with an opportunity by way in which we may purify our souls. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has bestowed his favor upon us by allowing us to live to see this blessed time. And we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he gives us this, the success in doing that in which he loves and that in which he is pleased with. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he aid us in fasting the days of Ramadan out of iman and anticipation of the reward. And we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he aid us in establishing the prayers at night, the standing at night in anticipation of the rewards and out of faith out of iman and we ask that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he blesses us and grants his favor upon us to make us of those who establish the standing of the night of qadr laylatul qadr out of iman and anticipation of the reward as the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said man swama ramadan that whoever fasts Ramadan out of faith and anticipation of the reward they will have their previous sins forgiven and whoever stands the nights of Ramadan out of Iman and anticipation of the reward, then they will be forgiven of their previous sins. وَقَالَ Nabi صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَنْ قَامَ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدَرْ مَنْ قَامَ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدَرْ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفْرَ لَهُ مَا تُقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ And whoever stands the night of Qadr, Laylatul Qadr, out of Iman and anticipation of the reward, out of true faith, and anticipation of the reward, then they will have their previous sins forgiven. So bila shak bila raib, this is a tremendous time by way in which the abd, the slave, the slave, he can gain good for themselves. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who Ramadan it comes and it goes and they are forgiven. And they are forgiven. Bila shak bila raib. The purification of the soul is something that is of tremendous importance and value in the life of the one who is intelligent, the one who has a heart that is alive, the one who has a sound intellect that is working properly, then they realize that the purification of the soul is a must and there is no way around it. And the corruption and pollution of the soul, then this is from the most dangerous and most destructive of things. This will be from the greatest detriment and from that which will plunge an individual into nothing but pure ruin and loss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside of his noble book, he says, 
قد أفلح من زكاها وقد خاب من دساها Allah Azza wa Jalla says in Surah Al-Shams in verse number 9 and in verse number 10 Allah Azza wa Jalla says what means and verily he is successful verily he is successful the one who purifies it the one who purifies what who purifies his soul so for that man or that woman who purifies their soul then bila shak wa bila raib undoubtedly they will be successful Naam. So if we want to be successful, if we want to be happy, if we want to be of the people of the Jannah, then we have to purify our souls. We have to purify our souls. And Allah Ta'ala, He says in the next verse, وَقَدَ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا And verily He is destroyed, He is lost, He is ruined. The one who has polluted His soul, the one who has corrupted His soul. So the one who have corrupted their soul, be it male or female, then this is one who will be lost. This is one who will be from the ultimate losers. This is one who will be destroyed. This is one who have who would have earned nothing for themselves except for loss and ruin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He informs us of this reality of the importance of the purification of the soul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informs us of the great danger of the corruption of the soul and polluting of the soul. And with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his kind and gentle manner in dealing with the believing servants, Allah Azza wa Jal, He has prescribed for us in the deen. Allah Azza wa Jal, rather, He has made it obligatory upon us in the deen that which is a cleansing and a purification for our souls. Allah Azza wa Jal, He has made it obligatory upon us in the deen, that which is a purification for our souls. An example, Farudullah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He made it obligatory, as-salah, the salah, naam, Allah Azza wa Jal, He made the salah wajib, it is obligatory. It is a must. We must perform the prayer and establish the prayer. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made it clear that the salah annaha tanha anil fahshai wal munkar that the prayer, it prevents from all type of indecent and ill, disgusting and despicable behavior and it prevents from all type of sin. Naam, and prevent from all type of sin because the salah is a cleansing agent the salah is a cleansing agent Naam, it purifies us it purifies us and it cleans us Naam. wa shaykh raslan ta'ala he mentions why is this the case a person may say why is this the case as relates to the salah and we want to stress this because the salah is important there are many individuals who they understand the importance of the fast of Ramadan. So therefore, they will fast Ramadan no matter what. Naam. Therefore, they will fast Ramadan no matter what. No matter what. But it is important to stress and to highlight that if an individual is fasting the month of Ramadan, but they are not establishing the prayer, they are not establishing their prayer, then their fast, it will not be accepted. Their fast, it will not be accepted. Naam. The salah, the salah after the shahadatan, 
after the shahada, naam, the testimony of faith, the salah is the most important aspect of the deen. After the after the shahadatan, naam, and that which is related to it from belief and the proper belief and the like, after that, the salah is the most important aspect of the deen, the most important pillar of the deen of al-Islam. Naam, so the salah must be established. Sheikh Fawzan, uh, excuse me, Sheikh Raslan, Ta'ala, he explains, he says, Because the salah, it is the connection between the slave and between his Lord. The salah, it is the connection between the slave and between his Lord. And the one who they perfect their salah, the one who has good salah, good prayer, naam, then he will have a good Islam. She will have a good Islam. Their Islam will be good. Naam. And the Islam of an individual will be in relation to their prayer. Naam. If we want to weigh ourselves, because and this is very important, we have super high opinions of ourselves. Sometimes with some of us, it reaches the level of Yani delusion. Okay? So if we want to be able to look at ourselves and evaluate ourselves correctly and properly, then what then therefore will be our frame of reference? What then therefore will be our measuring stick to see am I good, mediocre, or bad? How is it that we test ourselves? How is it that we measure ourselves? We measure our Islam. The Sheikh he mentions that the Islam of an individual will be in accordance and in relation to their prayer. To will be in accordance and in relation to their prayer. فَمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَعْرِفَ إِسْلَامَهُ وَأَنْ يَتَيَقَّنَ مِنْ حَقِيقَتِهِ فَلْيَنْظُرْ إِلَى صَلَاتِهِ So the one who, يعني, who wants to know what is his level of Islam. How good is his Islam? Naam. Do a quality assessment on your Islam. How good is your Islam? And the one who wants to have certainty as relates to the reality of his Islam, then let them look. Let him look at his prayer. Let him look at his prayer. Because according to his prayer, then this will be how his Islam will be. Yani, the relation of how good or, or lack thereof of his prayer will be the relation of how good or lack thereof is his Islam. So the prayer will be an illustration of the quality of a person's Islam. If your prayer is good, you are those who you pray your obligatory prayers on time. You establish them, you have inside them khushur. You yani, excel in the performance and establishment of your obligatory prayers. And with that, you bring voluntary prayers, so on and so forth, then this is the indication that your Islam is good. But the one who they are constantly oversleeping and missing their prayers, they are constantly praying outside of its time, they have very little khushur inside of their prayer, so on and so forth, they are very poor and lacking when it comes to the establishment of the prayer, then this is an individual who has a bad Islam. This is an individual who has a bad Islam. So I want us to really reflect and to look at ourselves uh, yani throughout the course of our lives, but in particular in Ramadan, to see what is the level of our prayer. What is the level of our prayer? Because the prayer 
It is from those deeds which is the greatest cleansing agent for the soul. And if we want to be successful, then we have to have our souls purified and our souls clean. Well, likewise, يعني فرض الله رب العالمين الله the Lord of all that exists, He has made wajib يعني زكاة أو صدقة meaning zakat. He has made it obligatory that from our monies we spend in His way, that we spend upon the poor, upon the needy, so on and so forth, from those who are eligible for the zakat. It is a cleansing agent. Tathiran. It is a cleansing agent. Wataskiyatan linnafs. It is a cleansing agent for the soul. Naam. This is also an indication. The ulama they mention that if a person wants to uh, like the salah, if they want to weigh their Islam, if they want to evaluate their Islam, naam, to see what is the quality of their Islam, then see how charitable are you, because the more charitable an individual. The more individual is giving to give, to give back, and to benefit others, naam, by way of sadaqa, by way of zakat, so on and so forth, then this will be an indication and an illustration of that person's level of Islam. Naam, just like when we look at our gas uh, yani gauge and we want to evaluate how much gas do we still have left in the car, then that will be an indicating factor to tell us how much gas is left in the car. Likewise, when you look at that little battery icon, on side of your phone to see how much charge your your phone battery has that icon is an indication of the level of your the battery and the level of the charge of your phone's battery so if you want to see what is the level of your islam look to see how charitable you are how are you when it comes to giving sadaqah when's the last time you gave sadaqah sheikh muhammad Ta'ala, he mentions he says that we have to train ourselves to giving sadaqah even if a person were to give one riyal a day a real a day in the currency is like for us giving one dollar a day in charity giving one dollar a day in charity he said then they should train themselves and every day they give something from charity whatever they can give now that they give something from charity because charity it will be an idea and it will be an indicating factor now an identifier of the health of a person's islam and other deeds like likewise that are purifications of the souls. Bila shakku bila raib. For the one who studies, the one who ponders, the one who reflects. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-siyam. Allah azza wa jal, He has made it obligatory upon us, the fasting. The fasting is a pure, purifying agent. The fasting is that which purifies the soul. It cleanses the soul. So bila shakku bila raib. We need Ramadan. We need Ramadan. Ya ibad. If we really understood the level of forgiveness that the, the average Muslim they fall into throughout the year, they realize they need Ramadan. Naam? They realize they need Ramadan to get themselves in order to recalibrate themselves, Naam? to reassess their life, to get back on track. Because Bila Shak Wabina Raib, how much forgiveness we fall into yani, between Ramadan and Ramadan? How much neglect we fall into between Ramadan and Ramadan? And what is the indicator factor of that? Is that what? Is that for the average Muslim inside of Ramadan, their worship increases. Naam. For the Muslims in general, naam, but for some of us, the increase in our worship in Ramadan is drastic. Naam. You have individuals that have gone from not standing up any time of the year. They have not made witr all year. But now Ramadan comes and now they pray in Taraweeh. Naam. You have individuals that perhaps they haven't fasted all year. Naam. No voluntary fast throughout the year. Only time they fast in the year is when Ramadan. 
Nam. So for some of us, yani unfortunately, we will find that the 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 difference between our ibadah in and outside of Ramadan is tremendous. It's like the distance between the earth and the heaven, billah, or the earth and the clouds. Yeah, let's be a little more, you know, uh, uh, generous. Like between the earth and the clouds. Nam. Allah al-Musta'an. Allah al-Musta'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made it obligatory upon us to establish the fasting. It is a cleansing agent of the soul. Because by way of the fasting, na'am, an individual, they will attain piety. Na'am, they will attain piety. So Allah ta'ala, He has made it obligatory upon us, the establishment of the of the siyam, of fasting. So that we may attain a taqwa. What taqwa? Naam. Fi'l al-ma'murat. Naam. So a person say, what is taqwa? What is this thing we hear all the time? Taqwa. Yani, fear Allah. Have fear of Allah. Have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does that mean? Yani, to have taqwa, the shaykh he mentions, fi'l al-ma'murat. Wa tarq al-manhiyat. It is the establishment of those obligations. To establish the obligations and to leave off the prohibitions. The establishment of the obligations and the leaving off of the prohibitions. Is that, and this is very important as well, and this is a training that we get from the fasting. Naam. Is that an individual by way of the fasting, Naam, they will attain Bithnilahi Ta'ala. If they fast properly, they will attain taqwa. The fear, the true fear and reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus, that, that translates into them doing what? Establishing the obligations and staying away from the prohibitions. Naam. And staying away from the prohibitions. But it also it trains an individual. It trains the individual so that they know that the reins of their heart, the reins of their soul, the reins of their heart and the reins of their soul and the reins of their person, their very person, is what is in their hands. Now, you know what a rein is, the reins? It's like when a horse, they have the reins by way in which you can control the head of the, the horse. If you pull to one side, the horse's head will go to one side. You pull to the other side, the horse's head will go to the other side. Yeah, you can show the, the horse's head with the what the reins. Likewise, an individual they will know that the reins of their soul, the reins of their heart, the reins of their very person is what is inside of their hands. So that therefore they are able to gain some type of self-control. Now they're not they're not out of control, but they have some type of self-control. To the sense that they do not lead the soul to itself to just indulge in its vain and low desires. Now, they do not lead the soul to just in, indulge in its vain and low desires. But they take control of it. They take command of it. They take charge of it. They take the reins and they control it. Now, and, and so that they don't leave the soul so that it just embarks upon its every lowly desire naam wa inma yakunu malikan li nafsi but an individual he must take ownership of his own soul 
an individual, they must take charge of their own soul. And this is all attached to what a taqwa, the one who has taqwa, the one who truly fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then bila shak will be la raib. This is the one who they exhibit self-control. The one who purifies them their souls, naam, then this is one who has self-control. The one who is out of control, you don't categorize an individual as being one who has taqwa. You don't categorize an individual as being one who has purified their soul. The one who's given in to every lust and every temptation at the slightest provocation, then this is not an individual who has purified their, their soul. This is not an individual who has taqwa, but rather this is an individual who will be categorized as the opposite of one who does not have taqwa, of one who has a corrupted and nasty and filthy soul, of one who has a bad heart, a corrupt and disgusting heart. Naam. Whereas self-control, whereas the yani, uh, uh, being in control of oneself, not giving in to every lust and desire and so on and so forth, then these are characteristics that are indicative of an individual who has taqwa. These are characteristics that are indicative of a person who has a clean soul, a clean heart, so on and so forth. And all of this is accomplished by way of what? By way of the fasting. Allah Azza wa Jalla says in his noble book, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum al-siyam, kama kutiba ala ladheena min qablikum, la'allakum tattaqoon. Allah Azza wa Jalla, he says what translated means, O oh, you who believe, O oh, you who believe, verily fasting has been written upon you. Written upon you meaning it has been made obligatory upon you. It's wajib. Farudullah. Naam is, 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 is obligatory. Fasting has been written upon you, meaning it has been made obligatory upon you. Just as it was written, meaning made obligatory upon those who came before you. Naam. So fasting is so important because you see, look, the, the, the human beings don't change. Yani, the, 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 the human state is the human state. In other words, that which will bring benefit for a human being brings benefit for a human being, irrespective of whatever time or era or century that they live in naam so regardless on what century they live in what era they live in what time they live in what's good for a human is good for a human what's good for the soul is good for the soul in that way human beings don't change what's good is good what's bad is bad naam you understand like so that which will cleanse the soul is that which cleanses the soul naam it's like soap and water okay give you an example a small example it's like soap and water soap and water is a cleansing agent for a person's dirty hands okay now if we go back five thousand years we go back a million years now so on and so forth did soap and water have the same effect upon dirty hands a million years ago that it cleans them yeah okay did soap and water have the same effect yani a million years from now upon a dirty hand that it clean it yeah because this is a cleansing agent Naam. So likewise, the fasting is that which cleans the souls. It cleans the souls of human beings. It cleans the souls of Benny Adam. Naam. Fasting is, 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 is the road by way in which the soul, it will achieve taqwa. That it will yani, achieve that taqwa of doing that which Allah has commanded, staying away from that which Allah has prohibited out of fear and reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam, anticipating the reward and hoping the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fearing his punishment. And thus, that's why they stay away from the haram. Okay, so fasting is that which would produces these results, despite regardless what century, what era, now what 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 place, what region, so on and so forth. This will be accomplished by fasting. So therefore, it was written upon us like it was written upon those who came before. Why? 
لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that perhaps, or excuse me, so that you will attain taqwa. Naam. It comes across, yani, so that perhaps you will attain taqwa. But what is meant by la'alla here is that in order, in order that you attain taqwa, in order that you in, uh, attain taqwa. Naam. وَقَالَ الْعَلَامَ السَّعْدِ Imam al-Sa'di, rahmatullahi he mentions the side of his tafsir. He mentions, ذَكَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Then Allah Ta'ala, he mentions, yani hikmatahu. Then Allah Ta'ala, he mentions the wisdom behind the legislation of fasting. He mentions the wisdom behind the legislation of fasting and why fasting has been prescribed and legislated upon the human beings. And Allah Ta'ala, he says, in order that you achieve taqwa. فَإِنَّ الصِّيَامِ Imam Musa'ali goes on to say فَإِنَّ الصِّيَامِ مِنْ أَكْبَرِ أَسْبَابِ التَّقْوَى Because fasting is from the greatest means by way in which a person could get taqwa Fasting is from the greatest means by way a person can get taqwa And again, what is taqwa? Because I don't really like translating it because I, mean, I feel that it doesn't convey everything that is intended and a person may walk away Yani, you know, still missing some vital aspects. But what is taqwa? To do the obligations. To do the obligations. Naam. Anticipating the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To do the obligations upon knowledge. Anticipating the reward from Allah. And to stay away from the prohibitions upon knowledge. Out of fear of Allah's punishment. That is taqwa. That is taqwa. Naam. So, what is the greatest means by way in which a person could achieve that? Is by fasting. Naam is by fasting. Because in fasting is the fulfilling and the carrying out of Allah's command. And is the staying away from what he has prohibited. It's the staying away from what he has prohibited. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, And from that in which the fasting has in it, from the affairs and aspects of taqwa, and keep in mind the definition, because the faster, is that the fasting person he stays away from that which Allah has made haram upon him Naam, in general Naam, but also in specific those things that Allah has made haram upon him while he or she is fasting Naam, from what? from eating from drinking and from having relations with one's spouse Naam, from having intercourse with one's spouse now I want you to see how this is a cleansing agent of the soul. This is a way in which an individual they're able to yani, reaffirm their grip upon the reins of their soul to gain self-control, right? Because eating, drinking, and having intercourse, and other than that, then these are the things that the soul leans towards. These are the things that the soul is inclined to. These are the things that the soul craves. Now, the soul craves to eat. Naam. When, when you get hungry, you want to eat. 
when you get hungry, you don't want to eat anything, just anything that has calories in it, just anything that has any, you know, the calories you need. No, but you're looking to eat something that what that is good, that is tasty, that 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 brings you joy, right? Likewise, when when you're thirsty, do you want to just drink anything, anything just so you can drink it? No, but you want to drink something that is pleasurable to you that brings you joy that yani tastes good so on and so forth it whether yani the temperature is right you know you 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 craving something hot so you got now that nice hot tea you craving something cold now you got that cold water the cold juice so on and so forth now because there is a pleasure factor that is attached to it now and yani those that deal with the yani those doctors that specialize in the chemicals of the brain and what is released and so on and so forth the same type of endorphins that individuals they get from drugs and yani uh, uh illegal substances nam are the same type of endorphins that are released when an individual eats and drinks and is partaking in um food and drink yani yani and they get the same type of endorphin release likewise from intercourse nam the same type of intercourse uh, the same type of endorphins that is released from illicit drugs and the same uh, endorphins that are released from intercourse so likewise those who have no control over themselves this is why you have people who say they are addicted to this or addicted to food yeah they are addicted to food and and other individuals who are addicted to um intercourse now who are addicted to intercourse person may say how can an individual eat so much that they become 500 pounds how is that even possible it's, it's because it's yeah and people say they, they eat for comfort person get depressed some people are afflicted and tried with oversatiation. So they so they so they eat. Why? Because they're in love with the eating? No, because they're in love with the effects of the eating of those endorphins that are released. Right? So they're chasing that chasing that high. Likewise, those who are addicted to yani uh, intercourse, those evil and despicable individuals, yeah, these are individuals. Why? They're chasing what they're chasing the high they get from the climax. They're chasing the high they get from the from the climax and other than that so these are things that the soul these are lowly desires that the soul that if left unchecked if left unchecked will plunge itself into and be destroyed by way of them you understand so an individual when fasting he regains a holding or she regains a holding on the reins of their soul on the reins of their soul and these particular things are from the most basic of human desires these are from the most basic of human desires, eating, drinking, and intercourse. Okay? Like, so an individual, they leave off eating, drinking, and intercourse from Fajr to Maghrib. Why? Taqarruban. Seeking nearness. Naam, seeking nearness unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mutaqarriban bidhanika in Allah. Seeking to draw near by way of that unto Allah Azza wa Jal. Rajiyan. Naam. Rajiyan. Bitarkiha thawaba. Seeking. Due to them leaving off that food, drink, and intercourse while they are fasting, they're seeking what Allah's reward. Think back to the definition of taqwa. Doing that which Allah has commanded you to do upon light, upon knowledge, anticipating and hoping for Allah's reward. You see it illustrated here very clearly. Staying away from that which Allah has made prohibited, fearing, I mean, upon light, upon knowledge, fearing Allah's punishment. You see this very clearly illustrated in what? In fasting.
So therefore fasting, of course, that which is produced by it, the fruits of it is all from taqwa. So the fasting has been prescribed so that we could clean ourselves and thus attain taqwa. Also from it, also from the fasting, is that an individual and this is a very important point you understand this Allah Allahu Akbar this is a very important point and a key aspect of an individual who has purified their souls an individual who has a clean heart a clean how many because you know you see people they say and a qalbi my heart is white i got a clean heart my heart is clean and usually the individuals that say that they say that in response or in a defense for themselves why because their actions are clearly coming up short their actions are clearly coming up short they are negligent as relates to what they should be doing and or they are indulging in that which they know they should not be doing they are indulging in that which they know they should not be doing and then when they're called to account when they're checked for their negligence and for their evil behavior then they will come with a weak pitiful and pathetic defense my heart is clean yeah 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 i just said a whole bunch of nasty stuff and did a whole bunch of nasty things but my heart is clean no your heart is not clean why because your actions they are an indicative factor of the state of your heart if your actions and yeah they prove dirty then this is an indicator that your heart is dirty if your actions are clean then this you know good wholesome this is an indicator that your heart is wholesome a person that speaks good this is an indication that what in his heart is good or, or what's in her heart is good a person who does good this is an indication that they have good in their heart now so on and so forth that which will help an individual into training of themselves and to yani, uh, having good outward actions Naam. having good outward actions because I want you to remember one thing is that the yani, the the good deeds have an effect upon the heart and they clean it Naam. the good deeds have an effect upon the heart and they clean the heart and likewise the heart is the king of the body so whatever the heart is thus the body will be so they it work both ways you understand you understand work both ways so what's on the inside is going to emanate and come out and then what you do on the outside will have an effect on what's on the inside now what will help an individual do that is that you train yourself you understand so so for example and i'm gonna give an example let me get back to what the sheikh he mentioned now so you can understand better give an example an individual who is a fouled mouth individual every every other word every sentence they cursing Naam, every every sentence they cursing. Okay, this is an indication that they have some dirt, some filth inside their heart. All right. How does an individual clean his heart? How does she clean her heart? Is that they train themselves, they acclimate themselves to speaking with good, wholesome speech, devoid of vulgarness, naam, vulgarity, and devoid of any type of yani, cursing 
and cussing and so on and so forth. And by training themselves, getting themselves acclimated to not use curse words, to not use vulgar speech, then by default, they will be cleaning their heart so as such that their heart will not inspire the tongue to use dirty and filthy words. Does that make sense? What will help you do this is by constantly remembering what the Shaykh mentions. Is that the faster, the one who fasts, they train themselves. They train themselves. They train themselves to constantly be aware that Allah is watching them. That Allah hears them. That Allah sees them. That Allah is ever watching them in the most greatest of detail. Naam. So therefore, they will leave off that which their soul desires, even though they have the ability to do it. Naam. So we go if we go back to the one who curses, Naam, the one who has foul speech. The people who don't use foul speech, they don't use foul speech because they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They know Allah hears them. They know Allah sees them. Allah knows. Yani, what they're doing knows what they're saying so on and so forth they know this but so so therefore they leave it off although they have the ability to do it yani, they leave it off it's not because of they're incapable of speaking foul and dirty no they're very much capable of doing it but they don't do it out of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so they leave off that which their soul desires even though they have the ability to do it now the person who yani, when that evil woman invites them to fornication right and they run away from her they run away from her all at the same time knowing that they had the ability to follow her you understand they could have followed her if they want to right they had the ability there was nothing stopping them from following her right but they control they grab the reins of their soul and they control themselves and they run away why because they know Allah's watching them they know Allah is going to punish them if they follow her. They know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to punish them if they indulge in this evil thing she's calling them to. So they run away from it, hoping for the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by denying this great temptation. Now, I mean, this is just an example. What this out of that? Can you use that as a frame of reference and, you know, like that? Right? But all of this is out of what? Because they know Allah is watching them. This is going to be the greatest Yani, governing factor of your actions, of your speech, is by knowing Allah is watching you. By knowing Allah is watching you. Naam. An individual who's fasting, this is what trains them. And I want you to consider, right? Because fasting is um, the secret between the slave and his lord. It's a secret, right? Because a person can go outside and they can they confront, you know, they can they can they can fake. Uh, when they go outside, then they can act as if they're fasting. But then when they go inside the, the house and they're by themselves, they can eat as much as they want. Okay? So for the person that maintains their fast around people and in the absence of people, the person who maintains their fast publicly and privately is a person who has trained themselves on what? Knowing that Allah is watching them. So their, their action, their behavior is not affected by the surveillance of the people and the vigilance of the people or not so if people see them or people don't see them it doesn't change the way that they they that they act 
does not change their behavior. Whether they're in public setting or private setting, it does not change their behavior. And likewise, this is the way the Muslim is supposed to be, the believer is supposed to be, that they are supposed to be the same in private as they are in public, meaning they're supposed to be good. I don't want anyone to understand this and say, okay, we got to keep it real. So if I'm foul, then I might as well be foul in public, you know, so it can match me being foul in private. No, no, we're not saying that. We're saying that the individual, the Muslim, supposed to be good privately and publicly. Now, supposed to, you ain't supposed to be foul nowhere. Not behind closed doors or, front of, or outside or front, on, on, on the lawn. You're supposed to be good all places. On the lawn, in the masjid, in the mall, in the shopping center, in the mechanic shop, in your place of work, whatever. Naam, likewise, behind closed doors, you're supposed to be good. Naam. But how do you train yourself to be good? How do you train yourself to fear Allah wherever you may be? Fear Allah wherever you may be. Whether you're private, public, with people, not with people, by yourself, with others. Regardless, fear Allah whatever situation you're in. Wherever you may be. East, west, north, south. Don't matter. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do you do that? Is by understanding that Allah is watches you that allah is looking at you allah is hearing you allah knows what you're thinking allah knows what you hide and that which is more hidden you understand so what helps us to get into that state of mind into that mentality that mindset is what fasting fasting now helps us get into that mindset which is which is important for individuals overall success likewise from the fasting women have and the Siyam Yudayyiku Majari Shaytan that the that the that the fasting it restricts the pathways of the Shaytan Majari Shaytan it restricts the pathways of Shaytan Fainahu Yajiri Mibni Adam Majradam because the Shaytan runs through the child of Adam Nam amongst his vascular system the Shaytan runs through the child of Adam through his vascular system and through his blood system, through his veins. Okay? Through his what? Through his veins. Fasting restricts that. It restricts it. Right? So by the Siyam, by the fasting, then they will restrict and weaken the effect that the shaitan has over an individual. They will weaken the effect that the shaitan has over an individual. And there will be less from him of sin and transgression. It will be less of him from sin and transgression. Naam. And this is from the wisdom why the fasting is a a is is a yani uh, that which will help to deplete and to restrict yani or to yani to 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 restrict a person's sexual desires that which will bring down the sexual desires as the prophet said let me mention in the famous hadith whoever from amongst you has the ability to get married let him get married now uh to the end of the hadith because yani because it's better yani in preserving of an individual's in private parts and for them to better lower their gaze and whoever does not have the ability 
فإن أو أو صوم فإنه له وجاء أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. And whoever does not have the ability to do that, then it's upon him to fast because verily for him it will be what a castration, meaning it will be that which will reduce his sexual desire. نعم. And from the wisdoms and how it reduces the sexual desire of an individual is because it 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 uh, restricts. The pathways that the shaitan runs through a person's body. So typically, when a person they fast, they do less evil. They do less evil, and this is from the wisdom of why they do less evil when they are fasting, ma'am. So the reduction of evil, okay? The reduction of evil. Let's put it another way. Yom Qiyamah, we're going to be. Yani our deeds are going to be weighed, okay? So our good deeds go on one side, bad deeds go on the other side, okay? What the fasting does. Is that it restricts? It restricts the amount of bad deeds that's going to go on that other side. It restricts it. Why? Because when you're fasting, you do less bad deeds. Man, you less bad deeds. Even even bad Muslims, bad Muslims listen to music, uh, smoke cigarettes, man, all these haram things. But in Ramadan, what happens? They don't smoke cigarettes in the daytime. Well, they shouldn't be smoking cigarettes, period. But they don't smoke cigarettes in the daytime. And they don't listen to music in the daytime. Now, of course, we're supposed to stay away from the haram altogether. The same way we have to stay away from food, drink, and sexual intercourse with our spouse, which is halal outside of the time of fasting. Then more so, we're supposed to stay away from that which is haram even outside of fasting. So haram, you're supposed to stay away from it altogether. But let's just go back to these ones as an, as, as an example. The one who smokes and does the haram of smoking, what happens in Ramadan, they smoke less. They smoke less. Why? Because the time frame that they have to smoke in is less. Now, so they go from three packs to maybe one pack. Okay? But the person listening to music, they listen to music, what? Less. Because the time, the hours in which they used to listen to music now is less. So they have incurred less sin upon themselves. So the fasting person, they get what? They, they incurred less sin. They re reduce the amount of sin that emanates from them. They reduce the amount of sin to be placed inside the other scale that we don't want to win. Okay? So it is incumbent, Yani, that 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 we look out for our ultimate good. And ultimately, the person that comes and they have less less sin, how is that gonna work out for them ultimately? Very good. Very good for the believer. Very good. But women ha and nasa'im filgalib. And likewise, on the opposite side, they not only they have less sin, okay, but also the one who was fasting, then typically they bring more good deeds. They bring more good deeds. So the one who was fasting, one, he's bringing a good deed of what? A fasting, okay? So he's bringing a good deed of fasting. But also when one is fasting, they're in that state, they're in that mindset of fasting and worship and ibadah. So you find they're going to read more Quran. So in, so in Ramadan, People read more Quran. Naam. Subhanallah. Ramadan, for many Muslims, is perhaps the only time of the year that they actually complete the reading of the Quran. Naam. And these are for what? The better Muslims. And, and when I mean better, I don't mean in a grand scheme of what is better. No, no. I just mean, you know, for a bad generation. You, know, you understand? So, yani, sometimes better just mean not that bad, not as bad as. It doesn't really mean that it's good. They didn't reach the, the threshold of good. It just means you're not as bad as. You know, you messed up, but you you know, you, you're not as messed up as some somebody else. We ask Allah Ta'ala to make us all better. I mean. And I'm saying that to say is because of Sahaba, 
the Sahaba, that praiseworthy generation, they used to they used to yani, complete the Quran on average every week. Every week from cover to cover they read the Quran on average. Naam, you had from them who did it in three days. Naam, you had from them who did it in three days. And the like. But on average, on average, every week, seven days, they will complete the Quran. So that's that's what's really good. That's the measuring stick. That's what's good. Okay? But if but yani, for our generation, we know we have people living our time, our time frame. It's really bad. Really bad people, yani, in our time frame. You know? So the absurdity of those yani, Hizbis who want to speak ill of the Sahaba, it's just absurd. It is, it's absurd. The audacity of such a dirty and filthy and ignorant individual to speak bad about those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he is pleased with, those who the Prophet Sallallahu said is the best of mankind, those who are better than him in every which way, shape, and form, got the audacity to speak bad about them. Yani, oh, subhanallah. Ya subhanallah. The one who was fasting, they increased in doing good. So you're going to read the Quran more than you regularly read the Quran when you're not fasting. You're going to make dhikr more than you make dhikr when you're not fasting. The fact that you're fasting itself is a good deed that, you, yani, that, that, that you're able to accomplish over the days when you're not fasting. When you're not fasting, you don't bring the good deed of fasting. When you're fasting, you bring the good deed of fasting. So yani, by default, you do, you're doing more good on the days you're fasting than on the days that you're not fasting. Okay, just for the just for the standpoint that you're fasting, okay. Hmm. But uh, so a person who's fasting, they do more good deeds. More good deeds. How does that help you in the over overall grand scheme of things? Now, very well, good for you because now you have more good deeds to put into that side of the scale that you want to win. Okay, for ta'at, so righteousness and good deeds min khisal taqwa is from the. Char uh, characteristics of taqwa so good deeds is from the characteristics of taqwa Naam. also what is good because remember we mentioned that from taqwa and from a person having a clean soul is that they are charitable and they, they give charity Naam. it's important to understand also from the aspects that an individual they gain from the fasting and the the one who is rich in the dhaqa when they feel that hunger pain now when they feel that hunger pain oh that by experiencing that hunger pain they start to understand the comfort level or lack thereof of the poor of the poor now so they have empathy for the poor they have a sympathy now for those who are in need and having that type of sympathy and yani can think about others and having empathy for others and can think about others this is from the characteristic of the righteous people the righteous person is not a person who they just worried about themselves they, they, they're self-absorbed it's just all about me and what i'm going through and my my state and my situation and 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 and, and me 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 that those are not characteristics of a person who has a clean soul. A person who is just Anna, 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 me, 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 me. Then this is a person you would say this person is not. You would call a person like that righteous? No, we we'll say that person is not righteous. Why? He's he's self-absorbed. Everything is about him. Everything's about her. You, know, you understand? A conceited person. Everything's about them. Everything's you know, centered around them. Narcissistic person, so on and so forth. These are not people who you say have have clean souls. These are not people who. You, you will say have a clean heart. Now, of course, we don't know. We can't see a person's heart. But if you had to guess, 
who had a clean heart definitely the person that self-absorbed narcissist you would say well he ain't got no clean heart she don't got no clean heart look at them they only care about themselves they don't care about nobody else how they got a clean heart you understand so having that sympathy and that empathy and feeling the pain of others and thus which will inspire you to what to give charity which is an identity which is an identifier of the health of your islam so you're going to give more charity be more charitable right because you understand the pain um all of this is what is from taqwa all of this is from taqwa from the cleansing of the soul the purification of the soul so on and so forth so ramadan is a time frame by way in which all of this is accomplished and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he helps the the slaves upon the accomplishment of these outstanding things by chaining up the big and leaders from the shayateen from the devils so those major shayateen the leaders of the shayateen they are chained up in ramadan they are chained up in ramadan now I want you just to imagine um, the effects of that. They're chained up in Ramadan, so therefore the evil upon the earth is less in Ramadan. From the factors that is less in Ramadan is that the major criminals is locked up. You understand? Now I want you to imagine this. If the criminals, and I'm talking like the human criminals, right? The criminals, those who are in prison, if the prison right now just open the doors and say, everybody get out, what's going to happen immediately? The crime rate is going to spike because the criminals is loose. So the crime rate is going to spike up. You understand? Because more criminal indulging in criminal behavior. But when you take all the criminals, you lock them up. You lock them up all in one day. What's going to happen is that automatically the crime rate is going to drop. Why? Because those who are given to criminal behavior, they're locked up. You understand? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows his favor upon human beings by having the leaders and the main criminals from the shayateen locked up in Ramadan. Naam, the gates of the hellfire closed, the gates of the Jannah opened in Ramadan. These are all ways that help us to benefit from Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has legislated upon us that which is a benefit for us, that by way in which we will cleanse our soul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has made it as such that in the fulfilling and the carrying out of that righteous good deed, then we set ourselves up for good and we put up preventative factors from our destruction, from the shayateen being locked up, from the pathways of the shaytan being decreased inside an individual's body, from the yani, uh, increasing good, decreasing evil, so on and so forth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us all the tools that are needed in order for us to benefit. So the question is, who is going to take advantage? That is the question. Who is going to take advantage? And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who take advantage. As Allah ta'ala. And yanfa'na bima sami'na وأن يوفقني وإياكم لما يحبه ويرضى وأن يجعل ما سمعنا 
hujjatan lana wala alayna we ask allah ta'ala he benefit us with what we heard that he makes us of those who do what he loves and what he's pleased with and that he makes what we heard a benefit for us not against us Allah ta'ala ay ja'alani wa iyyakum mubarakan haythu ma kunna wa an yaj'alana mimman idha u'tiya shakar wa dhubtuliya sabr wa idha athnaba istaghfar fa inna ha'ula'i thalath unwanu sa'ada and as Allah ta'ala he make me and you blessed wherever we may be and that he makes us of those who are thankful when they are given patient or yani patient now when they are tested and those who seek forgiveness and repentance when they make sin because verily these three are signs of happiness and of the individual who is happy and indicators of those who are truly happy and will be truly happy until the next time وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته